Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cody Creelman Calvet Podcast. I've been wanting to do a podcast for so long now. It's it has to be over a year. So this podcast is just going to be a lot of context. Uh, if some of you don't know, I am a beef cattle veterinarian in Airdrie, Alberta. I run a beef cattle only practice, and I also have three other practices uh, scattered across Alberta. And I'm a vlogger. I've been vlogging since 2015, and I love the vlogging medium so much. It it provides me the opportunity to just bring you guys with me into my truck on a day in the life of a beef cattle veterinarian. And the vlog has been spectacular, and I'm certainly going to keep vlogging. But when you have like 9 or 14 or 20 minutes or however long a vlog is... It's really hard to to provide an entirety of context. So one of the things that I wanted to do is is just share more with you. And I thought that the audio format would be the best. So this is going to be on all the places you can find your podcasts. I'm also going to put a video form on the YouTubes and on Facebook as well. Uh, So you can kind of see some behind the scenes on top of that. And if that's the medium that you're used to using, then, then that's going to be great. But I love podcasting so much. I've been a guest on numerous different podcasts. And in terms of just like the medium in general, it's certainly the thing that I am a avid podcast listener. Like the thing, the content that I consume the most is podcasts. A lot of it is just has to do with time, you know, whether or not I'm doing the dishes or on the road. It's just a very convenient, easy way to connect and to just learn about different things. I just appreciate the the platform so much. So I wanted to be part of that. So with the format of the podcast, it's going to be context. It's going to be learning a little bit more behind the scenes in terms of the videos that, have, that you guys have seen. And it's also going to be a lot of community engagement and interaction. Uh, a lot of things that I want to talk about in, in longer form, questions and concepts. I don't really get the chance to do that in the vlog because I'm just sharing with you my day. And, and part of the day isn't really addressing those things that are happening in terms of me being you know, a social media person, a person who's creating content. Uh, what you get to see is Cody Krillman, the cow vet, and, and everything that that entails. But you don't really get to see or hear about Cody Krillman, the businessman, or what's going on with my family, or what I'm interacting with and engaging with people on, you know, on a day-to-day basis. I answer literally dozens and dozens and dozens of emails and DMs and snaps just everywhere all the time. And a lot of that information I should be disseminating throughout the rest of, I guess, the rest of my platforms, because there's some really great questions that prop up there. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a few different things that I'm up to, just with the family and all that fun stuff. So right now, as it stands, Diana and Neve are in uh, Ontario on a 
a little trip to visit Dinah's grandma, and I have Emerson for the week. So look forward to some some Emerson and Cody vlogs coming up. Uh, if you've never watched one of the vlogs before, I always joke that I'm the least favorite person on the vlog because everybody loves my family and my staff and, and my dog, and then it comes to me, and I'm, I'm like second, fit, third, fourth fiddle. Anyways... I've been busy editing vlogs, and this is like I've been keeping this little secret from you guys. It's not the typical vlog. We started our own family channel, uh, you know, kind of to augment uh, what's going on with the veterinary side because a lot of people do feel attached to our family. And I just love sharing our experiences and I love documenting our experiences for our kids to watch back on. So we have a new YouTube channel, it's called Trials. No, it's called Trails. I'm going to mess this up all the time. It's called Trails and Tribulations. You get it? It's not funny if you have to explain it. It's about hiking. We've been doing a ton of hiking as a family. Our little two-year-old and four-year-old have just been trekking up mountains like like experienced trekkers and mountaineermen or women. And we've been sharing that. So I've been busy editing the trails and tribulation videos for the last week or so. There's four up. You can find it on YouTube. Look up trails and tribulations. Uh, it doesn't index too well, so you might have to search it a little bit. Uh, I included a link to my Palpation Nation Facebook page, the closed group that I have, and you guys have been super supportive of that. So there's no veterinary medicine at all. It is just my family out on hikes. <laughs> I always joke that we should rename the channel One Kilometer an Hour because we can seriously only hike one kilometer an hour, although the last one was pretty good. So we've been going into the mountains of Alberta, into Banff, into Kananaskis, and going on some spectacular hikes. And I've just been sharing those experiences just with the four of us and our little miniature schnauzer hiking up the trail. And uh, Diana loves hiking so much and she gets a great sense of calm from it. And we love it for the kids. And it's just it's good for our family. It's what we like to do outside of, you know, the day to day grind of, of running multiple businesses and vlogging the, the veterinary stuff. So, of course, I just thought that I needed to add more video editing to my life. And, and it does hurt the, the main channel, the, the veterinary vlogs for right now. But hiking season short in Canada. We're only going to have the summer. That's actually my slow season anyways. And I didn't want to merge the two in case people aren't at all interested in, in those types of things, which is perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, I'll be editing one after this podcast and it's been, it's been fun. The next thing that we've been working on is farmland. We bought a farm, uh, 119 acres in between Airdrie and Crossfield, which is like the town that I practice in and live in now. And like the, the local town North of us, we bought some hayland. We have the intentions of moving out there in the next couple of years. There's, there's no house on it or anything like that. Uh, we're hoping to be fortunate enough to be able to build in the next couple of years. Uh, but I just, one of the things, the biggest things is I never thought that I would raise kids in town. And I think town kids can, they can turn out fine. I know lots of town kids, but it was just always like a thing for me that I really thought that my kids would be farm kids, that my kids would, would grow up with the same sort of experiences that I grew up with. 
and my kids are wild, you guys. The oh my goodness. The little backyard we have in town just is not enough for them. They need 119 acres to just go and run around and be crazy and get lost in the forest and chase dogs and cats. And that's just what they need. I appreciate that. So we bought this land. It closed this week and and we're super excited about it. It's really close to my work. It is going to be fantastic. It has a little creek running through it and it has trees and, and uh, a bunch of hay. But as soon as we bought it, we realized that this culvert that goes through the creek, uh, it, it had collapsed in the collar had fallen off and there was this giant sinkhole in the only way to access the back half. And I talked to an agronomist friend and he had recommended that we fertilize. I'm not a farmer at all. He recognized, he, he recommended fertilization. So I had the fertilizer booked for this Monday, like tomorrow, but there was this giant sinkhole. So Emerson and I went out yesterday for, it must've been close to six hours. And with a couple of shovels, <laughs> we dug out the culvert and then a neighbor uh, who's a friend and a client uh, at the new place, he brought a backhoe over. We lifted the culvert out, kind of rejig the hole, put it back down. So that's what Emerson and I were doing. He was up till midnight. He was a trooper. He got to ride in the backhoe. He had so much fun. And then today we went out to stake the farmland, like to survey the north uh, border because there's another quarter section that's uh, immediately north with no fence line or, or demarcation so the fertilizer guy can come. So I am hoping that the temporary land bridge that we made yesterday is going to hold up so he can drive his truck through. It's been raining a lot so now the land bridge is super muddy and all rutted up for me driving over it. So fingers crossed that this guy doesn't like tip it into the creek tomorrow. I staked it out. Should be obvious enough. If it's super muddy, I don't think he's going to be crazy enough to drive through it but yeah we bought a farm we're farmers now and it has done nothing but cost me time and money in the last week fertilizer and and backhoes and then we just we spent all day yesterday and a good chunk of today out there okay a little bit of a video review now so in my last vlog i had did a post-mortem on a calf. Uh, this calf was at one of our large ranches and this calf had died acutely and the producer wanted a post-mortem. It was like super hot and windy out and the calf was already laying inside the, the barn. So there was a couple of bulls that he had put in there because he had just separated them because they were going to do some branding. And then there was also the the milk cow so they had a Holstein there who was there with a couple calves on her and she was uh, like she's a wet nurse so I asked the producer do you want me to do the postmortem inside or outside and he said oh no just do it fine here so Ashley started doing the postmortem and I was filming and there was cows watching and I can't believe the level of uh, response that I got and the number of comments that I got of like how insane and crazy and mean that I was to do post-mortem uh, in front of other cows. So I just wanted to address that. Now, 
I dislike doing postmortems in pens when other animals are going to be able to come in just in case there's some some contamination. So let's say a feedlot producer asked me to do a postmortem in pen because he hasn't had the ability to pull that animal out yet. Uh, I dislike doing that because I think, well, what if there's some infectious disease that, that those animals could catch if they were inside that pen and it's not very hygienic? Uh, so I typically try not to do that, but it's never for the concern about the animals. Like when I have done it in the past, the animals are curious that I'm there. Uh, but, but you shouldn't anthropomorphize what it would be like for a cow to see another cow getting a postmortem done. They don't think like that. I think, I don't know. Maybe the commenters are right, but for me, it wasn't a concern at all that these other animals were going to be somehow traumatized because this calf was was not, uh, you know, was was out of sight. I don't even think that that's a, a consideration, but maybe I'm wrong, and you know, I'd love to know what you guys think about that. But yeah, I just wanted to address that. I, I don't think there was any sort of trauma. Uh, that baby calf's mom wasn't there. Uh, I think if the mom was there it wouldn't matter anyways i've certainly done postmortems in front of the cows the like in front of the calf's mom um before so yeah crazy another comment that often pops up that i've noticed is the i guess me petting cows so this is mostly on youtube but people will comment why doesn't he pet the cow like before he does a procedure, even preg testing? Sometimes people think that I should like pat the cow like it's OK, cow. Now I'm going to put in my introducer arm or my actual arm. And cows, once again, I don't think they respond to that. Uh, I was talking to a couple of producers about this comment that people give on YouTube. Uh, what were we doing to this cow? She was... We caught her for a few seconds, a little bit longer. I can't even remember what it was. I think it was just pre-rooting palpation. So we had had her caught and I was talking to them. And then I walked up to the cow and I was like, people actually in, in the comment section would love for me to like console this cow before I palpated her to like pet her on the head. And I went and did it and I pet this cow on the head for demonstration purposes to the producers. And the cow was really, really scared. A cow does not want to be petted on its head. It gets no sort of comfort or consolement. I don't know if consolement's a word, but they don't get any sort of positive reaction out of me petting them. Um, if I was to pet them out of sight, like right before I palpated them, they wouldn't even notice that I was putting my hand on them. They're thinking about how to get out of out of the shoot system. They certainly aren't like feeling my hand on their rump and then being like, oh, no, it's going to be all better now because I got this ni nice pet. So that's just like a comment that, you know, is always in the back of my mind in terms of people thinking that I'm not compassionate because I'm completely compassionate. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I came into this industry because I was compassionate towards animals and I did want to help them. And me not petting a cow before I do a procedure has nothing to do with my level of compassion. It's just, it doesn't do anything. And in a lot of cases, it just scares them. It, it, it's not something that they want. They want to get away from the people. Uh, so as fast and as quick as I can be is better for the animal. Once again, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. 
out of the Palpation Nation, so my community group, I did get a question. Uh, the question was, how do you balance family? Sorry, my camera was just like having some issues. I'm also filming this. Was how I visit, was how, ugh, was how I balance family with work. And I don't. Uh, I don't know if you're supposed to balance family with work. I think it's a constant evolution. I think that sometimes work wins and sometimes family wins. And it's like a daily decision. It's an hourly decision. It's a per minute decision. It's a constant push and pull. Uh, you could never satisfy both to 100%. Uh, you know, from a work perspective, my work could absorb every last second that I have if I gave it to it. If I gave every you know, lunch hour, every supper time from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, it just, it could take everything that I have if I gave it to it. And, and certainly I work hard and I've, I've been able to grow this spectacular practice, but, but there is no balance. Like, I don't think that work-life balance is even a thing. It's like a work-life fight constantly in terms of, of you just trying to balance every single second. You know, sometimes you make the sacrifice with your family uh, to make the work thing work. And sometimes you sacrifice work to make the family thing work. But, but I never feel like it's a balance where you're just like, I have this all figured out. You have to keep auditing yourself. You have to keep, you know, trying to keep all the balls in the air and it's stressful and it's supposed to be stressful. Like if I wanted the perfect work-life balance, then I would have signed up for uh, an eight hour job with no out of, out of office responsibilities to me, that sounds extremely boring. I, I thrive in chaos. I thrive in that, that imbalance that, that I never know where I'm going to have to pull from. It's just always push and pull. And, and, you know, I do feel like my family's in a good place and, and I do think that my kids love me and my wife loves me. And, and on the flip side, they're just also very appreciative of, of all of the things that we have because I work. So it's just always push pull, even the things like this podcast, like, I have I have my main vlog, I have community management, I have my social media, uh, we have our family uh, video channel now of us hiking, uh, all of the different business responsibilities, now we're buying land, it's just, I love that, that, that chaos is everything to me, so I know it's not a very good answer, Rick, but it, it is what it is. It's just this constant assessment of, of where I can pull from. Can I pull from my family for this week so I can get this done for the business? And can I pull from my business this week so I can get some extra time in with my family and just that auditing? And if you feel things slipping in one way or the other, then you have to just readjust, constant readjustment. But there's no such thing as balance. I've, I've, I don't think so. I've never been able to figure it out. All right, that is it for the podcast, you guys. I really appreciate you listening. I have no idea what the frequency of this is going to be. It's going to be as often as I feel like I have something to say, which is often enough. Okay, take care. See you next time.